Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. First live podcast since training camp, mm. and we've got ourselves a preview of the Giants-Commanders game. We will both be there. We will have our tailgate. We will be at there at 8 a.m. I want you to remember that. I don't want anybody tweeting at us. L16 on the curb. Candlewick Diner will be catering it. Bring your own booze, but everybody is welcome. Uh, that we will, Food will be free until it runs out. So Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good time, Justin. How are you feeling, man? I'm, I'm I'm really excited. Good to see, good to see Bobby Skinner here. Um, good. Had a good week at the John Boy Media Warehouse. That's where we're coming to you from right now. This looks a little different. This this window was not here over the summer. No. And it turns out that if you knock down this wall, there is the warehouse. You can see the green wall. So I'm excited for this, man. Um, you know, not only is you know just great to see everybody. It's going to be great to have everybody out at that tailgate. But this is a Huge game for our New York Football Giants. If you, for whoever wins and loses this team, it has huge implications <laughs> yeah. for the wild card. I mean, right now the Cowboys are that first wild card team. Yeah, all four, four, all four NFC East teams are in the playoffs. We feel like the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. They're a very good team. Yeah. Then it's the Giants here at seven and four. The Commanders seven and five. Their bye week is next week. Then they play the Giants again, yeah. and then the Seahawks, who are six, who are six and five. Yeah. So we're going to be playing the NFC East. The NFC East is going to beat up uh, itself a little bit in this next month. But one of the Giants or Commanders will be in the playoffs, unless there is some shocking fallout by both these teams. So these two matchups in the next three weeks are huge, and it starts with winning at home for the Giants. Yeah, and it kind of sucks that the Commanders have this week, then they have a bye, and then they play the Giants again. I will say, though, bye with te- it'll be interesting to see how the bye affects them, because I feel like the bye brings teams out flat like because yeah. they do take a week of vacation you know it's not like they're practicing and you know get prepping that week like they right. do and then sometimes guys go on sightseeing tours and mm. screw, <laughs> screw up the secondary as, by week as as we know yeah uh, but let's uh but let's get into this do we have confirmation that uh license plate guy Drew, joe rubeck is coming sunday uh no confirmation yet but i'm sure we'll see him around. i'm sure we'll right. see him christian attainer will be there snacks will be there a lot of other friends will be there. So uh, come out, L16, on the curb, catered by the Candlewick Diner. Let's talk about this game. Yeah, and this episode is brought to you by some special people. Nick C. C stands for Commander Suck. And then Anthony Carvalli. Quick. And then we'll get into the show. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Two hours a month plus some other tiers. You know what you got to do. It's the best community of Giants fans out there. Um, especially if we win on Sunday, you're going to want to be there and hang out with us and watch and react to the game live. live when we record the show. So patreon.com slash talking giants. Thanks to our patrons. Live action. All right. So this Washington commanders team under Tyler, Taylor Heineke has went five and one in his six starts. 
But, Justin, they are winning because of defense. Heineke is helping, no doubt, and we'll talk about Heineke and the offense and how it's been operating. But they are clearly winning by defense. I don't think there's some dominant defense in the NFL, but their front four is terrorizing. Yeah. Their front four is terrorizing. So when you're facing the New York Giants, you know, they're facing other teams. Maybe it's not as dominant defense, even though they are number, they are top 10. They're top 10 in both passing and rushing. But when you have a front four of Jonathan Allen, six and a half sacks, 14 tackles for a loss. Deron Payne, six and a half sacks, 13 tackles for a loss. Those two guys, their two defensive tackles would lead both of our teams are both the Giants in both those categories each. Yeah, what does Jahad Ward have, like seven? Yeah, seven tackles yeah. for locks. Dex has five sacks. And then Montez Sweat on the edge, seven sacks, 11 tackles for a loss. 24 QB hits, by the way, too. The, which that's an, I mean, if you end the year with 24 QB hits, that's a good year, and there's still, you know, how many games left? So the Giants are weak on the interior. They're still banged up. Uh, we'll talk about the where Feliciano, where Gates is playing. Um but this front four is going to be ter- is going to be a tough battle for the New York Giants offense because they are going to bring interior pressure like crazy. Yeah, and you know the thing against the Cowboys was Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, you know, they have some nice complimentary pieces around there. But the Commanders, I mean, it's everybody, it's everybody and anybody that can kind of beat you. So um, they've been especially good against the run, where you know we talk about the Cowboys defense where they can be kind of had in the run game. You know, we talked about how they were the, you know, the team that allowed uh, the fourth most runs of 10-plus yards. Commanders are good against the run and the pass, and they have been better against the pass uh, as of late, too. And I'll be interested. So this is a point where we're at with the Giants where teams will play different teams differently. So the Commanders, they play in two high coverages Mm. because they have that front four that can do what they can without needing blitzing, without needing to stack the box to stop the run. Even though they're middle of the pack in yards per carry, but they are like, I think, number eight in just total rushing defense. Mm -hmm. Um, So they play with those two high shells, but I wonder if the Giants are at a point in their season where teams, it doesn't matter what the other team runs for the Giants three are going to, but a single high safety and they're going to bring a safety down into the box because that is what we've seen teams do consistently versus the Giants this year. Yeah, Bobby, I'm at this point with the Giants offense and kind of coming to the realization that they're not going to rely. I've been using the phrase Jimmy's and Joe's. They're not going to rely on like Darius Slayton getting separation on a consistent basis by winning his routes. They're not going to rely on Isaiah Hodges. They're not going to rely on Richie James. A lot of what they do, especially if they throw the ball in early downs, it's just going to be scheme driven it's going to be certain routes that are taking safeties and creating space for crosser with crossing routes over the middle of the field you know all these plays that don't really rely on like talent it just relies on guys occupying space you know I want your thoughts on the Giants kind of having those plays and calling those plays like why maybe why teams aren't going more too high when they're running crossing routes over the middle of the field and putting more guys in the box. Is it solely Saquon Barkley and being afraid of that? I think it's Saquon Barkley, but also what did we talk about when when Daniel Jones was like playing almost perfect, but it was like there was no deep attempts? Right. We were talking about like they're not even putting them in progressions. Like if it's a, if it's a deep route, it's almost always just a clear out route. Right. So that's what, that's teams, what I'm saying. Like yeah. so, like you said, teams are not going to respect that. So a team that plays a ton of zone and those two high coverages. They're going to want to play some of that. Even if they mm. stack the box versus the Giants, they may even, you know, stack the box. And I saw them do it a couple times versus the Falcons. They will, they'll roll that safety out and play their cover four, cover two coverage. So I think the Giants, after seeing what Slayton could do against the Cowboys, the, the commanders have a high average depth of target. They, they get targeted deep. They don't create interceptions. They have seven interceptions in 12 games. Yeah. 
this is a game where you do try some deep concepts. Hope you so. know, like that concept that Darius Slayton dropped versus the Commanders in Week 3 last year. Mills, where you run a, a deep in and a post, and you try and get that safety to bite and leave the post wide open. Do that. Like, we should be running that with Richie James and then Isaiah Hodges running the post, mm-hmm. or, or vice versa with Darius Slayton. Like, do, like try that type yep. of stuff. Also... The Giants like to run out of play action. They run those two-man routes where they're like deep crossers almost, one a post, one a over route. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed the Falcons did really well because their linebackers play that really well. Like they play the run, you know, the play action fake, and they turn, and they kind of know where those spots are. They were having their receivers almost stop because those linebackers are like taught, like this is where the route is, get to that spot, and then you will end up crossing that, you know, like, uh, like uh, undercutting that stopping on it like they ran like a, a play action dagger which you don't see a ton you know daggers usually not a, a play action mm-hmm. type play but it just like hey you have that kind of clear out deep post or or just deep go and then that deep uh that dig route you just kind of there's a zone right there because the linebackers are playing the run and then they're like okay we got to get the crosser yep. off so i think there's ways to get chunk plays on them we know daniel jones can make those throws and hit them um it's I, just a matter of are they going to do it? And are they going to trust Darius Slayton? And I, I don't think on a consistent basis they do. I mean, we, we see a deep Darius Slayton attempt, you know, once every few weeks. And usually when we see it, you know, at least 50% of the time it's working and it's going for an explosive play. And then eventually it's leading to seven points or it just leads to seven points on that actual play too. So I do think that Darius Slayton does deserve kind of that trust. I think he's earned that, but it's just a matter of I don't think this staff this year is going to really do it, Bobby. Yeah, and it's, they should, though. They should, yeah. because it's going to help Saquon Barkley. And, and Darius Layton has been like the, the source of deep plays this yeah, year. Yeah, he's been the only, the only, <laughs> the only, you know. the only source of, of, of deep plays this year. But let's talk about maybe, you want to talk about the running game, move to the running game? Um, yeah, let's, well, let's talk about, that. we talked about Jonathan. Jonathan Allen is, the defensive tackle play in the NFL is kind of awesome right now. Yeah. Where if you, like people say, well, Dexter Lawrence is playing like a, top five defensive tackle. It's crazy how good the defensive tackle play is in the NFL right now, but yet stopping the run for some of these teams is is very difficult. So, like, you have Aaron Donald, Chris Jones is playing amazing, Quentin Williams. Jonathan Allen has been a top three defensive tackle consistently over the last few years. It's not just him playing well this year. Versus the pass and the run. Deron Payne is a beast. Like, I remember Nick Gates in 2020 – once he like got over those first two games and got good, there was one bad game in the mix. What was it? It was the Commanders facing Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Um, it looks like Feliciano is going to start at center, Gates at left guard, and Gawinski at right guard. So if Bredesen or Azudu are healthy, I would hate this with a passion. Like yeah. With a passion, I would hate this. But it doesn't look like Bredesen is going to be ready. Azudu is probably going to be out. So I kind of understand it but still me I, I just want Gates to be the center like I, I I wanted him to be the center I want him to build at center for the future I think that's his best spot long term we saw him play well in it and part of me is also having nightmares of like okay, oh yeah we're moving Nick Gates uh to left guard after and one week at center and it's the same the commanders. It, you know it's the fan in me that's it doesn't matter that it's the same opponent but like in my fan brain and I can I guarantee how if you're if you're not a human being like Nick Gates just thinking about him, him as a human being that has to be like in the back of your mind like the last time I played this team at guard, you know, the, fir- the first game that I had a guard since, what, 20? 20- Did he start a guard in 2019? 
Uh, yeah, 2019. So the first start that I had a guard since 2019 under this uh, under the and it was a different coaching regime too. So that that has to get to you a little bit. No, John Feliciano, please don't be like Billy Price and just please, throw and somebody th- through. Throw his somebody legs. on his leg. Come on, don't do not do that. throw guys uh, in pass protection like that. Um, so this is a game where he, like I'm not confident in really any of those guys because Jonathan Allen versus every guard in the league is going to be a handful. Although the Falcons actually got some good movement in the run game. I don't expect that from the Giants. Um, but the Falcons, surprisingly, like for this front, were opening up holes in the run game. Um, yeah, I'm just – I'm not fully confident in the Giants' offense at all this game because the Washington defense, they have the least amount of plays run against them. And then the Washington defense has – like they get off the field the quickest. The, the average time of possession or the time of possession that teams have against the Commanders, it's the quickest – um, they've held the ball for the least amount of time. So the Giants, this is a game where when I when I see that, when I see that teams can't run a lot of plays and the Giants have kind of lived and died by kind of the long drive, they haven't been able to get those 20-plus yard plays, especially in the passing game. This is a, this is a game where I'm like, you kind of got to get those 20-plus yard passing plays since you can't run a lot of plays on this team. But the Giants can't do that, so I'm not feeling great about the Giants' ability to really move the ball on offense at all, especially because... The Giants' running game has been weak. If this has been weaker, if this is a Week Four matchup where Saquon Barkley's running strong and the offensive line, you know, has a you know it's strong and it's cohesive and they're doing some fun things, then I'm like, yeah, bring on this tough Washington defense that can stop the run. But because we're at the second half of the season, we're at this point of the season, I'm a little le- I'm a little bit more hesitant. Ten day rest for them. Uh, I'm yeah. sure if anyone knew needed that as much as anybody as Saquon Barkley, uh, I, I I have the same takes that we talked about in the mailbag with the run game. One, I think the read option will be there versus the Commanders. Uh, they do play it heavy. You know, Marcus Mariota last week uh, got a few nice chunk runs. You know, remember the last time Daniel Jones played Washington, he had over – Oh, they, had, they called back one, but he had over 100 yards in rushing. It was a great game, yeah. Um, and just misdirection. Hit him with misdirection. Keep these guys guessing because uh, John Bostick's a pretty decent linebacker for them. Jamin Davis, he's still kind of just slow processing. Dave Gettleman liked him. Um yeah. Uh, it, the sad thing is, is Jamin Davis would have been a better pick than Kadarius Tony. Um, <laughs> You'd be our Mike linebacker. How do you like that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it wouldn't have been so bad, I guess, even though he still would not be very uh, great. He's been he's been solid for them this year, though. Uh, hit, him, hit him with misdirection. Hit okay. him with misdirection. Uh, you know, run those Gary Brightwell, uh, Brett, Matt Breida, you know, wing T, you know, wing back formations. And, you know, counters and toss and get try and get outside the tackles because just running up the gut against this front is going to be tough. Yeah, it'll be it'll be tough. They got the guys. Uh, Teams are run stunting the Giants like crazy. And it's just giving it. They're not good enough to just run yeah. zone against that. Um, won't you read uh, an ad or I'll read an ad. Yeah, you read an ad. I'll read an ad. And then we'll talk about their offense very quickly. So I am going to read a ad. Read wow. a ad. SeatGeek. Deliver talking points with so much, as much personal flair language style as possible. Copy below is for example. Guidance. Okay, here's the example in the guidance. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I've got the app. On my phone. Are we going to? I, I'm still thinking. I haven't bought my tickets to the Devils game yet. Oh, well, twenty-eight dollar tickets it's tonight. Twenty-eight dollar tickets right now on SeatGeek. I'm thinking five fifteen. I'm thinking about it. as soon track. as we in this podcast. I'm calling my peeps and saying, "Are we going?" Um, 
Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, hockey, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. Uh, SeatGeek rates every ticket uh, from 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. All right. Their offense, the defense is deceiving some people on this offense um, and storylines. Mm-hmm. Brian Robinson, everyone loves Brian Robinson right now, right? He wore a big hat. Over the last four games, they have 154 rushing yards per game. That would be top five in the NFL for the year. Uh, but they are just handing the ball off a lot. Like Brian, Go look at Brian Robinson's number. He's averaging 3.7 yards per carry. Antonio That's what Gibson. Saquon Barkley averaged last year, and it was god-awful. Yep. He's played eight games. He's only averaged over four yards per carry in one of those eight games. It was the most recent game, so hopefully they don't build momentum. But it's, it's an awesome story for him, but he's not playing well. Taylor Heineke, 5-1 and one in his last six starts, right? He's having, honestly, his career worse than numbers. The, the thing that he's doing the best is he's getting the ball to Terry McLaurin, which Carson Wentz wasn't. Helps. And he is pressured a ton, but he's not letting those pressures turn the sacks. You know, in those six games, he's had nine sacks, even though he's, like, top five for pressure rate yep. uh, in the NFL. So, Heineke, I, I don't want to discount. Like, Heineke is doing some things well and is leading to the, them winning with the defense they have. Um, but if you look at his numbers, like, they're worse than they were last year for him. Heineke's a gamer. I like him. Oh, I, we said it before the year when we're like, who are the best backup QBs in the NFL? And like, who would you have over Tyrod Taylor? He was like one of three, you know, like he was like that third guy. Heineke just always, and this is strange to hear this out of my mouth. I'm the analytical guy. I like to point at the stats. But Heineke is always the guy that it just seems like when you're watching a commander's game, maybe it's a nationally televised game. Maybe it's just a game they have on and it's a big moment. Heineke is always just the guy that... He's going to do something fun. He's going to do something funky. He's going to do something good when he kind of he creates in the pocket. Really has to. Yeah, yeah, he's a fun guy. You know, he's a you know the the, the ball player gamer uh, tag that you want to put on some quarterbacks and some players. I think Taylor Heineke kind of does deserve it. But I think you kind of give him that tag he's a gamer because you can't really call him a good quarterback. So he still is not a good quarterback. And the Giants should not be certainly torched by by him at all this Sunday. No, but, and the Giants' run defense is better. Like, I think Antonio Gibson is just a better back than Brian Robinson. You know, Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, as a receiving back, but just as a running back in general, yeah. I would much rather face Brian Robinson. And Antonio him. Antonio Gibson is uh, hurt. He um, Didn't did not practice Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, but I, st- I still think he's going to play because he played last week. And it was significant to note, even though Brian Robinson, I, it, it's, it's kind of unclear why did Brian Robinson get more run and get more work uh, last week than Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson kind of did have a little bit of a breakout game, but it also could be that Antonio Gibson's hurt. So I kind of hope that Antonio Gibson does not get the same kind of work because if there is an opportunity yeah. for the commanders to be successful in the running game, I think it's when Gibson's in the game where Absolutely. I think the Giants' defense, even though they're not good against the run, I think they can do well against a running back like Brian Robinson. Yes, yes. That is the type of running backs they've had success for is like the bigger run between the yeah. gaps. Derek Henry guys. won. Yeah, um, and there was another game. What was another run, really good running offense that we had success against? Well, a bolt? I mean, not really. It was not a zone. No, not, it was a zone running team. Tough. God, that's really going to bother me. Green Bay. No, because they had that pony two back stuff. Mm-hmm. That's they didn't really, really do it. But they didn't really do it. No, but but there was a game we went into being like, I'm not worried about this run game. 
Week two, who do we play? No, it was it was later in this. Uh, this that's going to drive oh, me freaking no. nuts. Um, Excited for you to find out the Bears, the Bears. The Bears. It was the Seahawks. The Seahawks. It was the Seahawks Knew because it. they don't run a lot of ton of misdirection and Kenny Walker. He bounces it a lot, and that's not how the Giants run defense uh, loses. It's not how the Giants team lost. Um, but I mean, uh, the main thing that I'm worried about is just. I mean, Terry McLaurin Terry is worries me. Terry and Dory Jackson. Fabian Moreau hopefully is back. But, like, ter- like that's, you know, like we said, I, I think Taylor Heineke actually is better for them than Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz will have better games than him. Yeah. But that's the one thing ha- he's done a lot better than Wentz besides the sack numbers um, and, you know, not getting them off schedule like Carson Wentz did. Uh, Terry w- and s- he has had six games with both quarterbacks with Wentz. 22 catches, 367 yards on a 59% uh, catch rate. And then with Heineke, 32 catches, 473 yards on a 65. So essentially two catches and about 20 yards more per game with him. And that doesn't sound like much, but that is a, that's a big difference. All right. um, you, got, you got any more on the offense? No, I think that's it. Um, I just want to touch on injuries for a hot sec because we're going to be getting hopefully a lot of guys back. Daniel Bellinger's one, we think. Yes. I may talk about him later in the podcast. You may talk about him later in the podcast. Um, Dane Belton was limited in practice. think he's going to play. Chili Dogs. Uh, Carter Coughlin matters. Special teams. Fucking own Chili Dogs. John Feliciano, we talked about him. Darnay Holmes, limited in practice. He didn't miss a game, though, so he, he should be good. Um, Fabian Moreau, Leonard Williams was on the uh, limited injury report. Cordell Flott, back. Evan, cool. Evan Neal? Evan Neal is starting this week. There's uh, no doubt about it. Evan Neal starting. And then uh, Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari is the one that's like, that's big. Um, their tackles uh, can be taken advantage of, you know. Um, and we talk about Taylor Heineke not letting the pressure turn the sacks. Aziz is a guy who can, who can be a difference maker in yep. that and turns a pressure into a sack. Whether it's Dex funneling him out to Aziz or is Aziz just winning his battles one-on-one which he did play well against the, uh, Washington last year. So um, Aziz is the one that – like even Evan Neal, like I want him back for his development. Aziz and Bellinger are the ones that are coming backwards. Like that I think can help us a ton. Yeah, substantially. Bellinger, we've team. talked about it ad nauseum about just having a two-way tight end, bringing a second tight end who's capable of blocking. And then Aziz, like, um, you know, he looked really good in the limited amount he's played yeah. in the preseason and training camp when we saw him. He just looked like a, big, a better player. Um, looked like he was making that year two jump. So we, you know, that that's a guy who can make a difference for the. I Giants. think he's going to be on a pitch count because even when Kayvon and Aziz yes. came back from their first injuries, it was like frustrating. It's like why are these guys off the field in the fourth quarter? And you had Timon Fox and Jahad Ward in like the biggest drive of the game. So I think Aziz is going to be on a little bit of a pitch count. Big game for Kayvon Thibodeau too because he had five QB hits last week. And the main thing with Kayvon is that can you can you mm-hmm. make those weeks in consecutive? You know, maybe not five QB hits, but hey, don't you know, don't disappear on us there. So uh, hopefully Aziz, when Aziz is actually in there, that will help Kayvon. Hopefully Kayvon could just continue to be consistent too. And we'll see in this Giants running game. Uh, it is a tough matchup up front, but getting Daniel Bellinger back is absolutely huge. And we'll see in this whole conversation that we've had the last few weeks about Saquon Barkley. Is it an injury? Is it, is it the shoulder? Is it fatigue? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the old line? You know, as Evan Neal comes back healthy, uh, Nick Gates is going to be at guard, and you know the off- the offense line starting to get healthy. Uh, we'll see about this Giants running game. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on to segments. Danny King, come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work, play fast, play fast. Whoa, 
All right, welcome back to the show, and I want to talk to you about the Candlewick Diner. Yes, Candlewick Diner. They're going to be catering our tailgate. Thank you so much to them. They are located in East Rutherford, New Jersey, just five minutes up the road from MetLife Stadium. And guess what? Breaking news. New deal. If you go to the Candlewick Diner and you mention Talking Giants on game day, you have to go to Talking Giants on Sunday Excuse me, you have to go to Talking Giants. You go to Talking Giants. Go to the Candlewick Diner on game day, and you mention Talking Giants, you get a free dessert. And they have some really oh, good desserts word? there. That's you get a good deal. New York cheesecake, chocolate chocolate cake. They have some really, really I'm good desserts. I'm going to say, even there. if you don't go on game day, just do it and try. I would see <laughs> Mention Talking Giants and, and, and see what happens. So thank you to the Candlewick Diner. Thank you to Manny. Uh, a lot of Giants players sometimes frequently visit the Candlewick Diner as well. So you may even run into. Quincy Roche. How do you like that? I know he's been there before. Danny. All right. Run into Quincy Roche, Candlewick Diner. Sorry, I got thrown off. Sure. Because you just love Quincy Roche. Let's get to the weather with Danny King. Danny, what's the weather like this week? I will be there, so make sure you get it right. Mama always said when the big winds come in, that means a shift is coming. A transition is imminent. Or it's time to reflect. Word is winds are howling hard in the New York area right now. That was uh, from my friend Josina. That Anderson. sounds like you copied someone else's weather report. No, no, no. I just, I just really love. What the people. hell does that tweet mean by Josina Anderson? <laughs> the, all the wind is like. I, what, what do you mean? The wind does, mean? has nothing to do with our lives. It's just. Yeah, I mean, it's windy. It's quite literally just the wind. It, it's windy right now, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But it won't be windy on Sunday, though. Boom! You see that transition? It's crazy. It'll be five miles per hour on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. It's gonna be clear. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna feel like thirty-six degrees with a temperature of forty at kickoff, but it's gonna rise throughout the day, get to forty-three. So it'll be a nice forty-degree day and no wind. It will be a lovely day for a tailgate and people. All right, that's some sick weather. We're skipping trivia this week, fantasy draft. <laughs> um, Justin will be picking first. He's in second after a strong week last week. He is 36 points back. Danny is picking second. He's in last. Danny is 72 points back, so he's double the pointage that Justin's uh, down, and then obviously I'm in first picking third. Uh, Justin, you have the first pick this week. I had we've, a, went, we've went away from Saquon as 1-1 consistently every week. I had a big, big week last week. So Jealous. I am going to go with Terry McLaurin. Oh, I know Fabian Moreau is back. Um, I just don't trust Saquon against this Washington defense. So give me Fabian Moreau. Yeah, I had him as number one on my big board. I think he's the one you can just uh, trust. All right, Danny, you have the second pick. Makes sense, but I'm going to just... Go Saquon. I'm not going to let him slip by me. Uh, I'd rather just, if he has a game, he has a game. And he had a little longer to rest this week, so that's key. Yeah, I had him as as the second pick, too. Um, as much as, like, he struggled, it's like, yeah, I don't love the option. So, uh, I'm going to go Darius Slayton as my first pick. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the Giants' number one wide receiver. We already picked the wide receiver. one. Like, no one's consistently getting catches on the commanders after Terry McLaurin. And then, Brian, I mean... Brian Robinson gets volume no matter what. Even if he's sucking, they give him volume. That's kind of how they've changed their their offense a little bit is just giving volume no matter what. So I'm going Brian Robinson, who got shot with my second pick. Danny, who is your second pick? You're muted. You're muted. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm muted. Uh, next up, going uh, Isaiah Hodgins. 
I made the mistake last week. I'm taking it this week. He's a part of Brian Dable's game plan. Uh, I don't know how much Richie James is going to get targeted. Daniel Jones like Isaiah Hodgins, so give me Isaiah Hodgins. Almost had a touchdown last week. Who, who had Richie James last week? Richie might, James, you might, had Richie James two weeks ago. You got a garbage time, like three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And he got more garbage time yards and a touchdown this past week. Yeah, but I don't expect we'll have any garbage time this week, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Justin, you have back-to-back picks. All right, I'm going to go with Daniel Bellinger. He's back. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that he just doesn't have a snap count limit. It's his eye. If, if, if you're ready to rock and roll, you should be ready to rock and roll. Wear that clear visor. Um, hopefully, Daniel Bellinger is involved in the passing game. Because remember during that Jacksonville game? That's the game where I, th- I think they started to involve him more in the passing game. They were going to give him a little bit more added responsibility. So hopefully that continues. And then I'm going to go with um, Antonio Gibson. He may not play. He is hurt. Um, so this is still the third-round pick, right? Yeah, so, so you can trade this if you need to. I can trade away this pick if needed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a smart pick right there. Because even after him, it's like there's not a – I guess there's there's one player where it's like I would hate missing out on him. Hopefully Danny doesn't pick him. Danny, who do you have with your third pick? I'm probably not gonna pick him. I'm taking Logan Thomas, the tight end. <laughs> you should have taken somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I had Logan Thomas next on my big board after Richie James. I mean, Richie James is the starting slot oh. wide receiver. Um, We're mi- you're all are missing somebody that I'm maybe overvaluating a little bit. Oh, are you talking no. about Jahan Dotson or somebody? No, uh, or or somebody. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I mean, I could pick him right now. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you should. So I, I have Dotson, Lawrence Cager, and the, but Curtis Samuel's been like so uninvolved. <sighs> Maybe they attacked on it. He's he is the slot guy, right? Or are they using Dotson in the slot? They're I'm, both like. I want to go Jahan Dotson. Wow, tough. He's the guy who can just eat against Darnell Hill. I'm go, I'm All right, going, so he's the slot guy. Curtis I'm Samuel's going Jahan outside. Dotson. Danny, well, who's your last pick? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the other Giants tight end. I'm taking Lawrence Cager. I think he's still gonna be involved. Yeah, I, think I, gonna I mean, I was thinking about. It. I, I really, I know Curtis Samuel started the season out hot, but I'm not really high on. I'm him. not feeling it. I'm hoping. All right, so Justin, pick Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's on the board. Yeah, yes. he's the last pick. He's I'm taking yours. Curtis Samuel. I'm. We need Danny. Me and you need a Curtis Samuel dud. Oh, like, I mean, he's had Curtis duds Samuel. in recent weeks. All right, to he, recap, Justin has Terry McLaurin, Daniel Bellinger, Antonio Gibson, and Curtis Samuel. I feel good about that team. Danny King has Saquon Barkley, Isaiah Hodgins, Logan Thomas, and Lawrence Cager. And I have Darius Slayton, Brian Robinson Jr., Richard James, and Jahan Dotson. Um, giant factors. Should we do giant factors or skip giant factors? No, we're we having a lot of audio factors. issues right Let, now. Let's do it quick because giant factor is very much in succession. Justin, go giant factor. My giant factor is going to be, why not? Took him in the fantasy draft. It is going to be Daniel Bellinger. Uh, kind of said it. Already gave my Oh, what the hell? That's my giant factor. Whoa. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Can I you, take it back? Because I knew it, that was going to be your giant factor. No, just picks go. You have the first pick. Daniel Bellinger going to be my giant factor. You were starting to get more involved in the Jacksonville <laughs> game. That was a bad guy move because you literally told me that you were going to do that. Um, Daniel Bellinger, you were starting to get more involved in the against the Jaguars. Uh, you're coming back. You got to transfer, help transform this running game. Help prove that Saquon Barkley isn't hurt. He's not getting deteriorated. He's not getting bogged down by the season. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, go out there. Be a giant factor. That was a really bad guy move. I was originally going to go with, like, Fabian Moreau, but then Daniel Bellinger is more of a sexy name. I'm sorry. Bellinger is just – we've been talking about the value of him and, yeah. like, if, you know, things. So here's the thing. Like we talked about, the Russian game has struggled without him. This has struggled without him. So let's let's find out. Does 
does correlation mean causation mm. with Daniel Bellinger? Like that's what that's what I want to see. How much does cor- the correlation to some Giants issues like are they causation of Daniel Bellinger missing games? Because we've said that. Like I think it's a big part of it. Even going back to the Seahawks game. Yep. Um. So there's that. Danny, who's your giant factor for this game? Darius Slayton is my giant factor. Darius Slayton is my giant factor because uh, he's obviously he's very much back in this offense last year. Darius Slayton didn't have his greatest games against the Washington Commanders, and uh, he's more involved than ever. He's a reliable target, and maybe he might get lost in the shuffle this week with so many weapons coming back like Daniel Bellinger because that was Daniel Jones' favorite target. So I'm going to go Darius Slayton. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm saying another touchdown. He also mossed someone last week, which was great. Trivia. Darius Slayton has had a touchdown versus the Commanders in three of his last four games versus the Commanders. Mm. Remember the remember the the week the fourth quarter fantasy touchdown they had last week. Uh, it was huge. huge. Week, Darius Slayton. Uh, it was on the same exact play concept that he dropped in that week three game, but he had a touchdown earlier in that game, uh, and then the week six win in 2020 had that uh, fade touchdown. Uh, I'm gonna go road Darius Williams. He actually played halfway solid last week. Build on that. We're going to need you. I don't know if they let him cover Terry McLaurin or if Fabian Moreau comes back and they put him on there, but they also, like, you know, he was their cornerback too. So, Rodarius wins. I want you to build on it. All right, let's do spread picks. Danny, who are the spread picks brought to us by? While we might be having audio issues, our spread picks are, as always, consistently brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports better partner of the NFL because they are my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $100 in three bets. It is that simple. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Uh, yeah, you could do stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. I'm just looking at it this week. Jets, Minnesota. That's a very enticing game to maybe get a little same game parlay going against. Uh, Dolphins, Niners. That's going to be another fun game. Those are some of the games I would consider for some of my same game parlays because the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. I think you all should go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code JOHNBOY and place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets. It is that simple. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Since I'm back in Jersey, I can use DraftKings. Woo. Uh, I did it on these next eight picks that we did. I did an eight-game parlay, and I spent $5. And if I win this eight-game parlay i win nine hundred dollars so i need to go eight and oh this week i need the money badly all right every (laughs) literally all of us went two and six including the listeners last week so while it's like okay no one gained or lost ground our records look like shit i'm winning justin is in first place at 44 and 47 myself and danny are both 42 and 49 and the listeners they want to talk shit about us y'all suck worse 39 and 52. <laughs> wow, only one person picks. Da, da, da. It's not. No, shut up. You guys suck. You guys Sugar are a butt. team. You win as a team. You lose as a team. That's right. The re- the listeners are actually represented by Paid Align this week, which is uh, let's let's see if you live up to your Twitter handle. Uh, Thursday night football, good game. Bills at Patriots plus three and a half. I'm going Patriots plus three and a half. I'm I'm back. I'm totally back in on the Patriots. Even if they don't win, I feel like they're going to cover. I'm I'm all in on these Bill Belichick Patriots and this amazing defense. Man, Justin, 
Yeah, they really do have like it's crazy how good their defense is. This line is close because of their defense. This is closer than I thought it would be. So I'm going Bills minus three and a half. I, I just I just I think the game's gonna be close, but not that close. The listeners agree with Justin. Danny, are you going to agree with them? Uh, I can't because I love the Bills. I think they're gonna win, but they're they're not they they almost lost to the Lions last week. The Patriots are still a fine team. I'll get out to take the Bills. Nope. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. So Danny's going Patriots. Jets at Vikings minus three. Justin. Vikings minus three. Mike White stinks. Tough. He did play really well though last week, so kind of like a little bit of crow. Um, Danny, who are you going with? The Jets are seven and four against the spread this year. Uh, I'm not saying Mike White's the answer, but I think the Jets might have a fun game against the Vikings. I'm going to take the New York Jets plus three. So I kind of want to take the Jets because they they literally are good at every position by quarterback, and if Mike White can give them halfway decent play, then they're good. But, I mean, I, I think the Vikings are just a better team. I'm going Vikings, Vikings minus three as well as the listeners. A lot of good games this week. Titans at Eagles minus five. Titans, are, Titans like the Patriots, are another one of my, if they have a plus pointage, I'm always taking them. Yeah. I believe in this Titans team. I'm going Titans plus five. Danny, who do you got? Titans are 8-3 and three against the spread this year. Eagles are 6-5. and five. Uh, The Eagles are obviously still good, but they're not as strong as they once were. So I'm going to take uh, the Tennessee Titans to cover the spread this week, and I wouldn't be shocked if they win either. Okay. Listeners are agreeing with you. Justin, are you agreeing with Are we all agreeing? Yeah, this is my uh, John Boy Media against the spread league pick this week. I think the Titans win this game. Not yeah, a hot take? I think so, too. Like, they just – I think they – they're good. I mean, the Eagles, not even, it's not even a shot at the Eagles. It's like they've played some tight games and they're not going to. Eagles have a little trouble stopping the run, and that's what the Titans do. Yeah, they're not going to go 16 and 1 this year. Uh, Jack, I put this game in here. I, Jags at Lions minus one. Who do you got in this one, Danny? Uh, I'm going to take the, the Lions because there's a better team than Jacksonville still. I actually like this Jags team. Everyone was high, uh, super high on them. I just think the Jags, like the Lions still have a lot of flaws, and I think the Jags have the time to have a team that can expose some of those. So I'm going Jags plus one. Justin. Jags. This will be a fun rewatch uh, uh, this week. This is actually one of those games where it maybe shouldn't deserve a rewatch, but I have a feeling it's going to be really fun. Uh, the Rapist returns to Houston. Browns at Texans plus seven. I've tried to not like comment on that a ton, um, but... The Browns have a lot of talent. Their defense sucks, but the Texans really, really suck. I'm going with um, Deshaun Watson, the Browns, minus seven. Texans cover. Is that a moral pick, or you just actually believe that? Both. I, I have a feeling Deshaun Watson may come out here and stink. Yeah, but the Texans are so bad. I know, they're bad, like, they though. Are, they, are, they are the rare... Like, has the worst They record. don't even have Davis Mills starting anymore, right? Kyle Allen, which might even be a better player. I'm still going to go. I'm st- I still think they're going to cover. Like they, are, they are the rare, like, they're the worst team in the league, and they are clearly the worst team I'll in the league. I'll be okay if I lose this game. Danny, who do you got? Uh, uh, so, I mean, I'm going to say the Browns minus seven, but I, I do hope something happens to uh, Deshaun Watson's knees. All right. Another great game. Mike McDaniel returns to San Francisco. Dolphins at 49ers minus four. Dolphins plus four. They're coming up. They're, they're, ah, damn it. They're coming off a of bye week. I hate when teams come mm. off bye weeks. But I think Mike McDaniel is going to have these boys mm. ready. They're excited to play some ball. 
I'm going Dolphins plus four. Daniel. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Dolphins. The Dolphins are on fire. Mike McDaniels is a fun coach. And I mean the Niners are just as good, but I think uh Mike McDaniels is gonna get it done. This is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Remember we had the ultimate debates through the twenty nineteen season about throwing the ball versus running the ball? Yeah. This is that game personified. Uh I'm going with throwing the ball. Dolphins. Same system though. Um, it's actually funny how you have you know it's it's similar system but very two different mentalities. The Dolphins O line sucks too. Yeah, Chiefs at Bengals. This was a great regular season game last year, and then a great AFC Championship game. I, I, the Chiefs are my Super Bowl team, but I'm still riding the Bengals to to cover the spread. I think they're going to win this game. They just they just got Joe Burrow's got some type of magic on the Chiefs. Bengals plus two. Justin, I am going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. Jamar Chase is back, though. Need him to do well fantasy-wise. I am totally out of fantasy football. Danny, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. They're better against the spread. They get Jamar Chase back this week. Bengals, like Bobby says, they just have the Chiefs number at the moment. Saints at Bucks Monday Night Football. Bucks minus four. The Saints God. own Tom Brady, even though I think that Tom Brady beat the Saints earlier in the year. I'm going with the Red Rifle. Saints plus four. Justin. Bucks minus four. Daniel. This game is in Tampa. It's in Tampa. So that means I'm going to take the Bucks. Did you see that rumor that Tom Brady could go back to New England? I would I want that so I bad. I want that really I want, bad. I yeah. want him and Belichick reunited so badly. But I want them to fire Patricia and like bring in like Bill O'Brien as the host. Yeah, it was I was talking with uh Matt. Uh Matt Matt the design guy at John Blumidi, he's from Boston. And I was like, you get rid of Patricia, but keep Joe Judge's QB coach. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, get rid of Yeah, I'm <laughs> down for that. All right. Score predictions for the Giants and Commanders. Danny, what do you got? Uh, Giants are going to win this week. Uh, I think they're going to end their two-game losing streak. Uh, get uh, get December football off with a hot start. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm gonna, they're not going to score 30 because they're legally not allowed to in these days. 28 Giants, uh, 17 Commanders. I'm, I just I want to say before you say if this podcast is listenable, Justin deserves like a nice little bonus for this one. This is going to be rough. Justin, Justin what's your is, score is a hero if he guesses. Well, it is going to be listenable, and I'm really excited to <laughs> put this together. You're if you're listening to this, you don't know how, how bad and how difficult the recording of this show. Danny, has been. next time we're just going to pay for you to come into Jersey City. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, next year just, just I would do whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, I think the Giants win 20-16, to 16, not with any logic. Uh, I guess they're not scoring 30 points is logic because Washington defense is going to be good. So 20-16, defensive game. The Giants win this game because they freaking have to, and I want to go to the playoffs. The Giants have to win this game if they want to make the playoffs. Wink Martindale, I think, is going to get the, be- get the best out of his defense versus a poor quarterback and Taylor Heineke. Their run, their run offense plays well into what the Giants' uh, run defense does well, which is very little, but it does play well against their run offense. I also am undefeated in New York Giants games I have attended. Undefeated. I will be there. We will have our tailgate, L16 on the curb. Come hang out, and the Giants will put a stamp saying, we, we're for real. Don't, don't take this two-game losing streak and, and point, uh, put it against us. Giants 77, Commanders 0. We'll see you Sunday morning for the tailgate. Come on out there. We'll see you after the game for a Victory Monday podcast. We appreciate you. We'll see you guys 
on the next one. Until then, let's go big blue.